This episode was recorded while everybody is in quarantine. Hopefully the quality isn't so terrible that you can't listen to it. Yeah, like Bodhi says, you get what you get. <laughs> Good luck. Welcome to Danger Dames, a tale of adventures in the apocalypse. Test your mettle as you join three women surviving in the maelstrom. Side note. So I get to advance, and I'm like, stuck on some pretty good things, and I just need input. So I can get a move from another playbook, and in that I was looking at other stuff, including I was thinking an angel move just because I would love to be able to heal, but I only have a zero weird, so it wouldn't be super helpful all the time. Um, also impossible reflexes, which the way you move unencumbered counts as armor. If you're naked or nearly naked two armor, if you're wearing non-armor one armor. And then there's also followers that I can get and fortune. So I, yeah, those are hocus things. Yeah, I know. And I was thinking that I just created my own religion so I can now have followers. Yeah, if that's something you want to build on. Yeah, go for it. So that's what I'm. You got that like you got that like sexy seduce thing, and then suddenly you just have this like horde of followers. Well, yeah, amazing? and now I can I can make them decadent and perverse too. I love it. We're gonna be a, we're gonna be a crazy sex cult is what's gonna happen. Okay. That's hot. Crazy sex <laughs> cult, perverse worships the light. So Lydia, let me let me just say it took me a week to really figure out what advance I wanted to take. So you may just want to spend a little time on it and think about what you want to advance. But on. I support the craziest thing you want to do. That's the craziest thing I want to do. But just so you all know, I may be getting a cult. <laughs> yeah. Okay. More people. Awesome. <laughs> Tira leaves you, and another priestess leaves you back to the girls, and we're throwing down. You're a fucking hero. Like, I rip off the helmet and I'm all sweaty and nasty. They're, like, screaming yeah. and howling and singing and, like, carrying you through the crowd and, like, disrupting all the other, like, weird peasant people. I mean, it's a whole big fucking throwdown. Because you have done something unreal. At this point, Bodie and the crew, and even Foster, who is center stage singing a wonderful, deep, lovely ballad about a wonderful heroic warrior in Snow's honor. We're like crowd around the dragon and we're like just fucking celebrating our victory. Jacob and I worked out my cult. So it is called the Enlightened Path. It is a cult of personality. So it's all based around me. Surprise, surprise. It's all about accessing your inner true self by satisfying your wants and desires as they happen. <laughs> and I am the person that they come to for help on how to access those desires. They do follow us around. So Jacob and I had talked about this, and I know we had talked about them congregating in their own communities, but Jacob was like, well, we're going to have to make it come up. I'm just going to have to like circle back to it. It makes more sense if they just like follow you. Um, so they are very dedicated to me. Well, they may not necessarily travel with us, but they like seek you like pilgrims, right? So we yeah. have like dirty hippies following us. So yeah, they're just following. It's like us. the like, Manson family. Walking... 
Well, and the issue was, like, it's it's possible to do it either way, but, um, you know, our stated intent before is that you guys really wanted to travel a lot and go different places, which is not necessarily Apocalypse World's assumed default, but if you have, you know, if all of her cultists are in one place, if all of her cultists hang out at the Grove, it's a good chance we'll never, ever talk about the Grove again, and so right. she'd never, then it would have been a something she chose for no reason. Um well, that's not true. I would just have to come up with very creative ways to uh, reincorporate it. But. Right. So it was easier if they just followed us. Um, so the other thing is they aren't really yours. I'm more like theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, they're decadent and perverse. Um, their surplus is party, so they just party all the fucking time. Oh, God. And that makes sense with their want, which is hunger. They party all the time, so they're constantly hungry because they have nothing because they use it all. Just like me. Um, like, and then you're describing is, like a pack of junkies. It's more like they just fucking party all the time, you know? So do junkies. We just have an orgy that follows us everywhere we go. It's, yes, yes. Any um, orgy. And then... And then their want is also savagery and judgment. So they're pretty violent. And they want me to dispense wisdom and advice and judgment to them. So Interesting. That is very intense. <laughs> I like it. But I was thinking that, you know, I want, I'm narcissistic. I want love and attention. I may not always be able to, well, I don't really want to always get it through sex. And so now I can get it through my cold. Outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> she seems very happy about this. I feel like I'm going to be beating a lot of people up. It's fine. Also, whenever they come into my cult, they get new names. So they get names based on how they found me. And they're names like luck and fortune and desire and lost. Oh, God. All right, let's do this shit. All right. Yep. Yeah, I think some time will have passed. So um, when we left, you guys said that you were the kind of next thing on your agenda was trying to find Jackabaka, get some answers, I guess. And so I think we'll, we'll pick up a little bit in the future. So now is a good time then to start with that um, start a session. Yeah, so we'll, we'll start with lifestyle and then um, Aether, you will make your fortune roll for your, your followers. So at the beginning of session, you spend one or two barter for your lifestyle. If you can't or won't, tell the MC and answer her question, my question. If you need jingle during a session, tell the MC uh, you'd like to work a game. So why don't we start with, uh, we'll start with Bodhi. How much barter do you spend? Um, so just one. Um, and the way they get that barter is that after the battle and after the revelry, the girls each bring back a new recruit. And so a group of thin little girls uh, appear out of nowhere, it turns out, uh, with uh, freshly hennaed hair, and they bring with them everything that they owned, if anything, and they contribute it to the gang. And now we're a bigger gang. Nice. Which bumps you up to medium size, right? Right. Yeah. How big is that? Big enough. Just kidding. It's 30. (laughs) Yeah, 30. (laughs) We've got like 50 people with us now. Yeah, but like mine's like legitimate and uh, family friendly. Yours is a hot mess. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, how much barter do you spend for lifestyle, Aether? Two. Always two. Okay. 
If I have it, I'll spend it. And now I have my coal, which they give me money, y'all. So I'm going to be rolling in it. Well, they give you money if it works out. If they have it. If they haven't, like, smoked it or sniffed it or whatever they plan to do with it. All right. And then how much uh, barter are you going to spend now? So I was thinking, we're still in the Grove. Mm-hmm. Part of this downtime, you'll be in the Grove. Yep. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll sign a... a, a extrapolate on that a little bit but so I, i'm thinking that snow would have um leveraged a little bit of her i just saved your fucking lives the least you can do is let me sleep on the floor sure so you're planning on spending no barter right i'm trying to trying to leverage the um you owe me one we also have the house i'm getting low on funds <laughs> well i feel like they would i think you're absolutely right i think you're the hero of the town maybe it'd be too barter because they'd put you up like in a nice place because you did just drive off a horde, right? Yeah. Maybe, but... Um, that's what, I mean, I don't care how much it is. My point was, I'm not going to spend anything if I can avoid it because they owe me. Yeah, um, so I'm thinking a couple of weeks have probably passed, though, since the uh, since our last session. And so it's um, it'd be more like getting provisions and things like that for the road, like what you take with you as you're, like, camping out, uh, searching for the sky. So that's totally fine. I think it's reasonable to say that who um, who in the Grove sort of broke in, like, paid for whatever stuff Snow takes with her? Uh, Preen. I figure she'd give it from the reserves that they were using for the fighting. Okay. Now you can make your um, fortune roll or your surpluses and stuff. Uh, if you, you should read that out to everybody, too, Lydia. Fortune, surplus, and want all depend on your followers. At the beginning of the session, roll plus fortune. On a 10 plus, your followers have surplus. On a 7 to 9, they have surplus, but choose one want. On a miss, they are in want. If they're surplus less barter, like one barter or two barter, that's your personal share. Yeah. So, and we don't have to get into all of like the nitty gritty details, but essentially she makes a roll and that determines what exactly the cult wants from her this week and what they might potentially provide. Okay, so I got an eight. And so that means they have surplus, but I also need to choose a want. And so the want that I'll choose is judgment. All right, so let's um, let's hash this out a little bit. I think it seems like you guys are, the horde sort of broke outside of the grove and most of them headed back into the timbers. There are probably a couple of stragglers that have been picked up in the past couple of days. You know, not much of a, like, resistance or challenge, but no sign of, like, Jackabacco or um, a Clarion or anybody that, you know, seemed holding power. It was maybe kind of a strong statement, but anybody sort of in a, a position you recognize. So um, what's the plan? Do you guys head out into the woods and start looking for him? Are you, yeah, what's what's the what's the angle? This is Clarion, right? Or just Jackabacco that we're looking for? Jackaback is the one you said you guys wanted to find. Yeah, so the idea was they were saying between Ula and Jackabaka, the horde grows. We took care of Ula, but that means Jackabaka is still out there growing this horde. And so Snow would want to seek out Jackabaka because that's what she does is she destroys monsters. I, I imagine if we were there for a couple of weeks, I would probably be doing a lot of like exploring in the immediate area. I'm not going to go too far from Grove just for safety since we're recovering, but just Mm. trying to find any sort of information out there that would indicate where they might be headed. Well, I think I can add to that since, again, we have this downtime. That would be part of the girls' training exercises. I think I would send out packs with you to kind of initiate the new girls, uh, kind of get them up to snuff 
could we like flashback a little bit? And I know after we, um, you know, like they dispersed and there were people running, some of the followers were running. Could we not detain one of those and then keep them for a few weeks and question them on Jackabaka? Well, to be Could honest, we go back to that? I thought some of your followers would have been from the Horde, too. Like, not just the Grove people. I also thought that. Probably. The way you describe them. So I think it's like a commingling of these terrorized people, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there are, but most of them are sort of like frenzied, like insane like townsfolk from small villages and stuff that have been drug along on this crazy thing and then had their leaders sort of broken and have scattered. None of them are like, oh yeah, we were here are the war plans and here are the directions we were going and I've got this like great map. They're like, oh man, that was a crazy LSD trip and now I'm gonna uh, like try to settle down here, I guess, and start a new life. We just want to go to the X on the map. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more of like, like I said, these little broken kids or people, you would ask if they knew anything about Jackabaka, but there's no way that they would have like real information about oh you know it's here the stronghold okay. or whatever yeah um thought. they mostly recall like it's mostly like insane rambling so like uh chitter on about like weird visions and like crazy stuff some of them have like some pretty severe ptsd no nobody's like oh yeah let me offer you this just plethora of knowledge i gained in my time as a member of the horde uh do we know where clarion went because clarion definitely knew he's one that mentioned it well, yeah. I guess like the other way we could do this is cheat a little bit and see if the maelstrom gives us anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm selling you. We can all do it. I just, uh, you know, yeah. it's been very helpful. What do you have? I did up my weird last session so that. What is it? Plus yeah, one? It's plus one now. Yeah. I had nothing. Um, uh, Jacob, though, also my original maelstrom thing was that I saw the horde turning around and heading back to that one town. Yeah, um, but then they came back, right? Right. In the, yeah, in your, like, vision. Um, sure. You also saw, there was a, uh, like, a contingent of the horde that headed to Carlisle is the town. Right. And that's kind of where I'm thinking is maybe Carlisle's our next stop. But if we go to Carlisle, we need to be prepared because they are some crazy-ass motherfuckers. So... <laughs> I don't know how excited I am about going back to Carlisle. Um, but yeah, if you guys want me to uh, get in my box, <laughs> Ew. I, I can do that. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess I'm going to go comatose for a moment. Remember, though, too, so opening your brain to the psychic maelstrom is not a, I have a question and I want that question answered. Right. There are right. rules for that, but none of you have access to them. Opening your brain to the psychic maelstrom is, hey, MC, tell me something interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's basically snow going, there's something out there, or maybe the maelstrom will show me. Yeah. It's it's like snow praying. She's like, where do you want to send me now? Yeah, it's sort of just like an injection of information, but it's not, it's not necessarily relevant or helpful, <laughs> depending on how you roll. Ten. Ten, nice. So you, yeah, you, you slip into the, um, into the, the glass coffin. Yeah, but I feel like, are you doing this out in the woods? Are you doing this in the grove? Where are you when you want to tap into it? Uh, so you can stare at her again? <laughs> uh, I feel like, because this, is, this isn't like an immediacy kind of thing like it was before, where I was like, I sat down in the middle of the room we were all in. This is something like, I probably went out to meditate or something, you know. Snow tends to spend a lot of time alone anyway. And so probably, yeah, probably out in the woods or somewhere she feels safe. 
So you're actually sitting in the same like little uh, copse of trees and um, you kind of open your eyes and you're inside the glass coffin. It sort of uh, lifts up into the into the sky. You sort of like see yourself kind of like pulling up and you can kind of see the landscape beneath you, like the tall trees and the timbers are sort of coated in fog. You see like the uh, the tall statue, like the, the bearded man statue with the big hammer over his uh, shoulder from Carlisle and you can see the sticks next to it. And you see the uh, the statue just slowly starts to kind of like burn and rupture. You see smoke kind of swirling up above it and it forms into this like big kind of just like funnel cloud, almost like a massive kind of tornado above it. And it starts to move eastward, kind of slowly just sort of dragging its way over the sticks and into the sort of flatter land on the opposite side of this big ravine. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I head back in and I'm like... I go to Bodhi. I said, I think I know where I need to go next. I need to go back to Carlisle. And I'm sure by this point, I've probably explained to them all that had happened when I went to Carlisle to get the healer in the first place. Um, sure. And so, so I, I'm not excited I, about it, but I got to head back to Carlisle. Well, wherever you are, there tends to be a lot of fun. Will you let us come with you? Oh, absolutely. Did you need help? I mean, you know I'm in. I go wherever you go, so. <laughs> oh, no. Alas. It's a threat. It's a promise. You know, whatever. It's fine. And I was like, well, give me a, give me a chance to get my girls together. You let me know when you guys are ready. Yeah, so um, you all load up. And in fact, you probably even trail the, uh, like the path of the, um, of the horde, like the members of the horde that kind of broke and went that way. Um, they're rudest, somewhat like circuitous. They don't necessarily go like right over the dunes and straight there. They're sort of like wandering back and forth. You probably even find like a couple of like homesteads on the edge of the timbers that have been burned. But eventually, uh, you know, it's, it's maybe, it probably takes the whole thing from several hours to probably out to about a day. So it's, it's maybe evening of the next day before you can see the, you know, this big statue. Before we get there, why don't Aether... Why don't you tell me, like, who who was the, the sort of the first person who um, turned to the enlightened path? Oh, I think definitely the guys that I was praying with for Preen's health and safety. Um, and their new names would be Sound. I assume you're writing this down. <laughs> you assumed wrong. Sound and Hope. I don't keep notes. Shuffle, 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 shuffle. Okay. Um, so were they, remind me though, were they part of the militia or were they just like randos? They were, yeah, those were part of Preen's soldiers. Yeah. And I'm going to have like officers or generals or people that I'm going to designate to be in charge because I don't really want to deal with all of their shit. You got like high priests? They need to go through the officers before they go through me. No, I like that she's still using military terms because they would understand it better, I think. Sure. Um, the side note, I think you may be slightly misunderstanding the uh, thing that you created. Literally, one of the things you chose was, I belong more to them than they belong to me. Nobody gives a fuck what you said about, like, you have to talk to this person before you talk to me. No way. No. But who I am, I'm going to try to control it, and sure. I know that it's not going to go well. Yeah, but I'm just... Like, I'm just... out of character, I know that it's not going to go well, but in character, I'm like, yeah. I'm going to make this work. Sure. That's, yeah. Sure. The thing I took was a legitimate <laughs> improvement on my situation. What you took is a hot mess, 
and I cannot wait to watch it. I thought it was cool story-wise, you know, whatever. Yeah. Let's do it, Skinner. Good stuff. Also, this allows me to become, like, part Hocus, part Skinner, so you know. The worst, yeah. Oh, God, you're morphing. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I'm becoming what I want to become. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, you go from, like, this, like, scavenger into, like, this dark creature. I don't know. I'm already telling you my next new options are going to be taking new moves from other playbooks, and they're going to be from the Hocus playbook. So, like, be prepared. Manson family. Yeah. So these two militia people leave with us, and that's it? Or is it, like, a particularly sized group? No, they've, they've gathered it's 20 people, right? Yep. Yeah, so they're not, like, hot on your trail. They're not, like, in the group with you all the time. But basically, each night by the time you make camp, like, an hour or so later, they, like, stumble up behind you. And I'm not going to belittle myself with walking. I'm going to hop on Tira's motorcycle. We're tight, so, like, Tira's going to let me hop on. If you didn't... If you didn't ride with us, well, yeah, if you didn't ride with us, you would have to walk yourself. So I assume Snow chooses somebody to ride with, and then some of the girls are doubled up because, you know, we have lesser bikes or whatever. But You have more people now. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, we would have taken motorcycles from the Grove. I just don't know how benevolent the MC is for motorcycle growth. I was running that shit, so, like, I could have given you some motorbikes. There's not, like... Harley Davidson factory, like just hanging out there. It's yeah, it, it's reasonable that you could probably scrap together a couple of motorcycles from like bits and pieces of stuff. But no, you don't. There's no way you'd have thirty. Like, right. Yeah. It, it's just unreasonable to expect there are just fifteen motorcycles laying around. Like flowers in the field. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we just um, move the speed that we can move. Like Snow's used to traveling by foot. Like she's. Yeah. To take a ride if that's what makes it the easiest for everyone but like i'm not gonna be like where's my ride i need a ride like it's she's yeah. not that kind um, of princess i get it yeah we live in a slower paced world so yeah um you, you you camp out the first night uh you, you stop at one of these kind of burnt out homesteads circle up and make a camp you have a, a decent amount of supplies between you know the group of you the next morning after you guys have kind of rested you're, you're getting up and getting ready to go aether's probably still asleep um when you hear somebody shouting and there's like some kind of scuffling. You see uh, Hope, who is uh, one of the female Marines from, I keep calling them Marines, so those are close, but one of the female soldiers from Preen's groups. She, she is, uh, she's like totally shaved her head since she joined you. And she has um, some small, it looks like maybe, I don't know, a 16, 17 year old kid by like the scruff of the neck. And she's like holding him and she kind of like pushes him down in front of you. And she says, Aether, we need to handle this. What's going on? You know I don't like to be bothered with this. Can you not deal with it yourself? Yeah. As you say that, you notice, like, you, you kind of, like, shake the uh, sleep from your eyes, and you notice that there are probably another 16, 17 people sort of standing behind um, Hope who have, like, followed her up this, like, little hill, little slope from where they were, like, camping out down there. Um, they're in, like, various layers of disarray. She tells you, she looks at you and she says, well, this little fucker broke the rules. We don't have rules. Says, well, um... He stabbed Guff, and Guff is bleeding out down there, and he, he's gonna fucking, he's gonna bleed to death, and this little fucker thinks he can just get away with this, and somebody, somebody's gotta deal with this. Oh my god. <laughs> What's your name? I love the little boy. Before he can say anything, Hope kind of like pushes him to the ground, and says, I told you his name, uh, oh. And she like kind of <laughs> looks distracted for a minute. Um, <laughs> the kid just kind of looks at you like wide-eyed. What's his name? Spit it out. Jesus. Um, yeah, so 
the kid's not saying anything. Um, when you say spit it out, Hope kind of turns and kicks him really hard in the stomach, and he like kind of coughs. Uh, you know, a little bit of blood in the air. Hope, stand down for a moment. I'm trying to talk to the boy. Um, you start hearing like the kind of like crowd behind them start like uh, they start like kind of shouting and, and jeering. It, it's clear that they, um, you know, nobody's like drawing like a knife and coming up to like kill this kid, but it, it's pretty clear that they want some um, penance, maybe some judgment. I'm gonna look to them and I'm gonna say, while we do what we want, we cannot stab each other. We cannot resort to killing each other. Maim, injure, fine, but not death. Yeah, somebody from the group says, an eye for an eye, and somebody else says, for guff, and you see people like start kind of moving forward, and a couple of them are picking up rock. Uh-oh. I'm going to step in front of them, and I'm going to say, I'll deal with him, and I take him aside from the group. Why don't you, um, I think right now you just, this is just luck. Why don't you act under fire? Roll plus cool. On a 10 plus, you do it. On a 7 and 9, you flinch, hesitate, or stall. So while this is all happening, I nod at Foster, and we're pushing the priestesses back away from this group. Like, we're not trying yeah. to buy any of this trouble. Yeah, um, and Foster... Foster's probably not even driving her own bike right now. Like, she's not, you know, she has a fucking gunshot wound. She's yeah. better, but she's not, like, at 100%. Yeah, and I, like, that's, like I said, I was protective before, but now I'm, like, even more so. Yep. Okay, well, I got a five. Yeah, um, you kind of step in the way, you kind of hold out your hands, um, and you hear a sickening crack. Uh, as you turn your head, you see that Hope is, like, just with, she still has, like, her boots on, everything is just kick this kid right in the fucking chin, and you hear this, like, kind of snap, and the others just rush past you, and they just, they just stone this kid. Um, I mean, until you stop hearing, and, you know, you stop hearing shouting or, or screaming or anything. Um, they're all kind of like bloody, you know, like worked up into a frenzy. And so they just kind of fucking lose it. Um, and they just sort of like start like partying and kind of like riding around. You can do what you want to do. It seems like the priestesses are sort of like saddled up and are ready to go. Aether girl, you're in trouble. <laughs> Not a good time to fail a roll. It's good. A child just got murdered, you know? Yeah. It's fine. An unnamed child from what I could tell. Can I uh, hope at this point? Is she even able to like... Oh, they're, pretty, they're pretty fucked up. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, uh, does, she, does she appear to be in danger? Aether? Not specifically. No, yeah. No one's like, we've got to kill Aether because she didn't do the thing. Yeah. Fine. As long as Aether's safe. Yeah. They love me. They still love each other. They don't give a fuck. They wanted, like, this is table chatter. They wanted you to cast judgment and you refused. And so they did it. Yeah. So that's how I, cults work. Yeah. And so... You are, as always, the worst version of what you've chosen, and now they're uh, stepping up for you. I love it. Yeah. So... I'm just going to slink out of the way of the party. Slink, slink, slink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to head to Tira for defense because I don't want to get fucked up. So if I'm with the priestesses, I feel somewhat protected. That is well, inaccurate, yeah. though. Like, I just, that is a false sense of security. So just be aware of that. Table chatter. I'm aware. Okay. 
Well, and this is your cult, right? Let's be clear. They're not necessarily, well, okay. Everything that you own is a danger to you, but <laughs> they're not a danger to you in the, like, they're going to stab you in the back, steal your stuff kind of way. They're the danger to you in the way, uh, like, a rusty old blunderbuss is dangerous to you because you don't know when it's going right. to pull the trigger. I just need them to get their little murdery rage out of their system, give them a few hours, abuse <laughs> the priestesses, and then they'll move on, and we can try again. Gross. Yeah, we've been sure, loaded whatever. up, and we were, yeah, getting ready to drive the shit out of there as they start to, like, murder a kid. So if yeah. you're joining Tira, you're hopping on the back of the bike, and we're leaving. If our next stop is Carlisle, uh, I don't intend to have us just roll into Carlisle. I kind of burnt their statue, so I imagine they're not exactly happy with me. So I don't want to just roll in there and be like, hi, guys, we're here. You know, I'm not Jane. I'm not going <laughs> to... Um, I feel like we would cautiously approach. Yeah. As you're pulling up into car, like up towards Carlisle, it's probably, it's not long into the second day. You sort of make camp the first night and then you're traveling the next day. You can probably, by this point, it's probably around like noon. You can even see, um, enlightened path. They're like behind you a little ways. Like they're in the distance, but you can see that they're just trudging along. You can see the first thing you notice, like over the top of these low hills it's just like kind of the burnt out husk of this big wooden statue. As you get closer, you notice there um, are like, there are just bodies, like uh, probably 20-ish. Like just, they look like mostly it's horde corpses that are just like scattered in this sort of like radial out from the town itself. Yeah, there's none like on the direct road um, that you're traveling up. And the city of, or city is a strong, like the like sort of, tent town of Carlisle. Looks like it's still mostly standing from a distance. What do you do? Uh, I guess I'm going to read a situation. Sure. Eight. Eight. So I get one question? That sounds right. Uh, I guess, uh, what should I be on the lookout for? Okay, yeah. Um, you, you guys get kind of close. As you get sort of close to this like radio, you stop for a moment and um, kind of climb off the back of the motorcycles, you and maybe even a couple of the um, priestesses get like go and sort of check on these bodies. And you notice that the, uh, there's probably like five in this like sort of stretch that you're at. And it looks like their heads have just exploded. Uh, it's just like viscera and like gunk laying around in front of them. And they're just like laying chest down in the grass. What the fuck? Like sniper maybe? I don't know. Can I look over their body? Oh, God. Aether spends the next two weeks. I'm not going to loot them, but I'm going to dig in there. I'm going to have Cinder go one way, and I'm going to go the other way, and we're going to look through their bodies to see if we can't find anything. So while she is picking over this field of dead by herself, um, Snow, do you want to approach? Or do you want to send, like, some of the priestesses that haven't been ID'd before? Like, how do you want to handle this? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of how Snow would handle it. Because, like, Chrissy's like, not a good idea, she but would I would charge I, right up in there. I think I feel like snow is going to be like what I did. I did for a reason and it was the right reason. And I'm a fucking princess. So yeah, let's do it that way. Let's just go on. I'm a motherfucking princess. They clearly need my help. You can see that. So, <laughs> Well, they don't. They're dead. A brief backtrack. Did, um, cause I know you guys are interested in Visage. Did you guys like put any effort into like bringing her along with you? Cause otherwise, like basically after everything settled down, she took off. She's like, I'm out of here. Um, 
Uh, I feel like she turned me down. I feel like she bounced. And I get the loner thing, so I don't think I would. So short of like well, bending to had, of a bike, I don't know. Yeah. I had hold over her. You and I one. told her to follow us. No, you said don't leave here, and you had one hold left. So you could spin that last hold to get her to go with you. Ooh, but I don't know if I would make a her to Carlisle. That seems cruel. Yeah, because you spent yeah. a hold to get her to let you out of the cage, and you spent a hold to get her to. Um, I'm not thinking about what's cool around. or not. I'm thinking True. about what's convenient and what we need, which is a healer. And I don't want to get fucked up and not be able to heal, so this bitch is coming. She caught a ride, right? Sure. Yeah. Well, she was told, and she has hold over her, so like she doesn't really have a choice. Well, she doesn't have any hold over her anymore. Are you sure? I think I had three. You did have three, and you used all three of them. You spent one to get out of the cage. You spent one to get her to um, stay in the grove, because she was going to leave like as soon as that was over, and you spent one to get her to come with you. Okay. So she's with us, but you have no more hold. So if she decides yep. to bounce, there's nothing we can do about it. Yep. All right, well, um, yeah, I'm going to... I'm probably not going to make everybody come with me, it might be better to keep people back for the element of surprise. What do you think, Bodie? Uh, I'm more of a show of force kind of woman. So if we roll in, okay, let's roll in. Thirty then. deep with a ragtag band of crazy people behind us. I doubt we're going to be fucked with. Sounds good. There's no sneaking in an hour. I have my back, so that sounds yeah. great. Okay, so the group of you just sort of roll down this like main little road up into Carlisle. As I dig through the bodies, is that read a person? No. Even though they're dead? No. Oh, damn. Um, I feel and like we've done this with before, us. right? Yes, we have. And so leave her there. She is not yeah. with us. The, we're like rolling in like an honor guard with snow uh, on the back of Bodie's bike. <laughs> and yeah, the main strip of the tent city. So there's not a lot of people like you don't you don't really see anybody like hanging around outside. Um, when you pull up to the like the uh, you pull up to like kind of the remnants of the statue. So you've kind of gone all the way through these little tents back to where like the little bunkers and stuff were. You see that there are there are two two of these sort of biggish lumberjack looking guys that are um, they are stripped down totally naked. They have like uh, they've painted all over themselves like maybe with like ash or something. And they have these, like, big, they look like maybe, like, woodsman's axes. And they're, like, ju just sitting on the, like, plinth that the statue is on, drinking something from cups as you pull down the thing. <laughs> this makes me so nervous. <laughs> I, I, I can dig it. <laughs> um... So everything seems calm there, though? Like, um, Yeah. Well, if they're sitting naked on a stone drinking out of a tin cup or whatever, like, that's pretty chill. Yeah. Um, it looks like maybe some shit happened here recently, right? Like, they, you know, there are a lot of dead bodies right now outside of town. But these are the only two dudes you've seen so far. What happened here? Do you just shout that from the back of your motorcycle? Okay. Um, uh, maybe even get off and start walking towards them. Yeah. Uh, one of them looks, uh, the, there's a slightly taller one who um, has a, a kind of longer blondish beard. He's got a, like a, not a shaved head, but just a bald head, you know, with a little bit of like tufts of hair right behind his ears. And he, he, he looks at the other one and he says, ah, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> and like kind of sets his cup down. 
uh, he, he he drops off of the thing and he says, it's a beautiful day, right? It is relatively nice out. You know, it's, it's kind of clear. <laughs> uh, Cody is trading a crossbow on that dude. It's approaching snow. He's not walking towards her. He just hops down from the little plinth. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's not being aggressive. Um, his his friend does sort of like grip the uh, the like woodsman's axe and kind of pulls it into his lap, but he doesn't climb down off of the plinth. I whisper, drunk as shit. <laughs> we are looking for Jacobacca. Have you seen or heard of Jacobacca? He looks um, wide-eyed. And he, he looks back at his friend. Um, and he says, hey, Hugo, have you heard of a Jacobacca? And uh, Hugo like kind of scratches his beard and, and um, shakes his head. He doesn't say anything. He <laughs> says, nope, I don't think we have a Jacobacca here. <laughs> I guess I'll read the situation again. Yeah, well, in, in while you're like kind of standing there, um, sort of looking at him, he says, you're welcome. Welcome for a drink. Have a seat. It's a day to celebrate. What are we celebrating? He stares at you and he kind of like slack jawed and he looks back at Hugo and he says, Hugo, they don't know. He says, ah, the axe is returned. The axe is back. And he, uh, he sort of like, uh, turns around and definitely more gleefully than you kind of expected, kind of skitters back to the plinth and, um, kind of reaches over and he, he grabs uh, like a big, uh, looks like maybe just a glass jug and pulls it down, um, and starts walking towards you. It's like a drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like, you know. I, I will I will take his drink. He has, uh, he like kind of scruffles, he doesn't have any clothes on, but he like kind of scruffles around in the grass and he picks up a cup and he uh, he sort of like just shakes it out and um, pours uh. you this thing and hands it to you and then he tips the jug like back over his hand and, and takes the swig himself. Um, <laughs> he looks to the group of girls and he says, come on, celebrate! Uh, oh no, oh no! <laughs> Um, Am I there yet? Have I caught up by this point? Sure. I mean, it's not super far from where you I were. Have I found anything in the no. body? Was, uh, you find the same stuff. <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> but I don't know what you wanted to find there. Well, so my thought was I dug through unnamed bear sister and I found that map. And so I was trying to find something of use or like yeah. how they were murdered, not actually like looting them. Maybe partially, but that's like 40% my goal. Yeah, so, no, they, the, the difference is Ula's sister had a map because she was, like, doing something. These are, like, these are just a bunch of dudes from the Horde who were sent to a place. Uh, no, they don't have any, like, valuables or anything. They don't have any, like, maps or plans. I think you're overestimating the amount of uh, structure and organization. Okay, and I can't even tell how they died. Yeah, it looks like their heads exploded. You're not like a doctor. If Visage might say, sure, Visage will stay behind with you, and she can tell you for sure that they like uh, they were not shot to death. It looks like it looks like something like something. It literally looks like a bomb went off inside of their skulls. Ooh. Okay. Well, the, the priestesses are not leaving their bikes. Like Bodhi does not give any signal for them to join these dudes. Uh, so I think Snow is going to just count on her strength. And have a swig of whatever this is. And uh, she's going to kind of drop her usual tough exterior and try to be more like um, camaraderie. And be like, I would love to hear more about this axe. I love to celebrate amazing things. Yeah. 
Your paddles look amazing. Tell me about them. Yeah, so it's it's like a really sweet. It, it seems like some kind of like fruit wine or something. It t- I mean, it tastes like you know like prison toilet wine, but it's very sweet. Like it's not you know it's not you're not like oh yay I get to have some of this, but it's not you know it doesn't taste poisoned or disgusting or anything. It's just not good. The lumber sexual does not have good craft wine. Crazy. <laughs> uh, also, at this point, I'm gonna come you know cloaking up. Um, you know, doing my dance, doing my dance. So I showed you guys what it looked like. Um, <laughs> I'm going to come cloaking up and I'm going to say, hey, relax. And I'm <laughs> going to go for some booze. I don't think you would have heard necessarily his whole um, axe pitch. You know what I mean? I don't think you would have heard all of that part. Right, because you're a ways behind and you have to walk. But you could certainly get there in a couple of minutes, but I don't think you would have been present for the conversation. Okay. Well, I'll be there. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to pick up some booze. So, yeah, I basically am like, please tell me of your battles in this axe. So, well, uh, uh, no, no battles here. No battles. Uh, he, he turns back and he, he sets the, uh, the jug down on the ground and he, he uh, grabs up like a little wooden stool uh, and he takes a seat and he says, you can find somewhere to sit. Um, he says, Hugo, Hugo, why don't you, uh, bring, bring some food? Um, you watch as Hugo sort of, like, uh, like, stares at him, kind of frustrated, and then Hugo drops down off of the plinth, uh, with his axe in hand and, and walks over to one of the bunkers and, and goes down. Um, he says, well, uh, uh, maybe a week ago we had a terrible accident and, uh, our mighty visage, he turns to the, uh, burned statue of the axe was was burned and we, we thought all all was lost. We were uh, heart-stricken and um, that's when our glorious leader, Carlisle, he told us that uh, it was all gonna be okay. And you know what? He was right. Uh, not two, three days later, we, uh, we, we saw our first vision of the ax in person and um, he saved us from these horrendous assailants it's a glorious day. And about that time, you see Hugo, like, is climbing back up out of the um, bunker, and he has, like, a little bag. Uh, it looks like maybe, like, some kind of bread or something in it. And he kind of drops it down, like, on the ground, just in the middle uh, in front of you, and sort of takes a few steps back and just kind of stands there with his axe on his shoulder. Well, beggars can't be choosers. I nod one of the new girls over to grab the bag. <laughs> is the axe still here? So, no, no, um... Carlisle and, and, and the rest, they, um, the axe, well, they, uh, they, they took off, uh, shortly after the attack, the Carlisle told us even before the axe came that there would be much work for them to do. And, um, well, now he's gone. And he kind of looks around, uh, at the camp. Well, and, and Hugo at that takes a step forward and he says, uh, but <clears throat> maybe we should keep talking. Oh, but this sounds so much wonder and shows so much of your strength. I would love to hear more. The uh, the, the the taller, older gentleman who's been in chatting with you looks at Hugo and he says, nonsense, we should always share the glory of the axe, right? And um, he stares at you, he says, please, please, a- ask any question. Which way did they go? He stands up and he kind of looks around for a minute. He does the thing, he like puts his finger in his mouth and holds it up in the uh, air. Um, and he says, well, uh, 
And he kind of scratches his head and he says, that way? And sort of turns and points to the east vaguely over the sticks. Oh, God. Yeah, Bodie's like rolling her eyes. She's done. Snow. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the drink, fellas. I guess continue your revelry and we will be on our way. Just man bits all over that stool. I can't. Well, gross. <laughs> yeah, he says, hail the axe. And um, Hugo's just sort of like nodding his head in frustration. I'm going to scream it back to him. <laughs> hail the axe. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have any, that's it. That was the, <laughs> that was yeah. his problem. But he's, he's happy to have converted you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we tear ass out of there. Because now I'm like, we wasted like a fucking hour. You got bread out of it. Calm down. <laughs> and booze. Your girls love booze. I'm not taking that booze. <laughs> but the girls will. He was like, because they don't have a drink, I expected all the priests to be like, oh, fuck yeah. They drink moonshine. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, but that's like my whole thing is like they're disciplined. Like, they're batshit, but they listen. Like my kids. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to head east then. Sure. Um, the the sort of the lay of the land as we've discussed it is that there is uh, the sticks is sort of this large ravine that runs kind of semi northwest north not northwest <laughs> north south. Uh, in order to cross um, to get anywhere further east, you have to go down through the sticks, head south, and then out where the sort of uh, ravine kind of goes back up. Um, so is that the plan? Is to follow this ways and come back out? Yes. I guess we're going into the We're going to be in a ravine. That sounds good. <laughs> are there are any ROU oh. in this ravine? <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I guess so. Like, that's what we're doing. Sure. So you head back out past the, um, the dead people. And um, as you're headed out that way, you kind of cross the uh, enlightened path folks as they're sort of trailing. Are you riding on bikes? Are you guys walking? Those of you who don't have bikes? I imagine we'll try to ride as much as we can. Just for yeah, I feel like Snow rides with Bodie. As you go back the way you came, you notice that uh, there is somebody else now who is being like, has been like tied up and is being like carried by a couple of the other um, Enlightened Path folks. You know, they, they sort of wave at you. Like they try to like flag you down, Aether, as you drive past, but uh, you make your way past them and they dutifully turn around uh, and, and continue to follow. Wait. Okay. Uh, as I'm on the bike, I'll do my hypnotic, which is when you have time with someone that becomes fixated on you. So I'll do that with Tira. So I think you're going to have to do more work than just say, I spent a lot of time with her. Well, right. But this isn't like time alone. You guys are like riding on a bike well, in and amongst 30 other girls. But we also have rapport. I think she would... Yeah, this is totally unnecessary. Like, we're all in, right? The same reason the priests are helping Snow, the reason, like, okay. it's totally fine. Like, you don't have to work your magic. Yeah, I'm going to ask her to stop so that I can help this individual. Yeah, that's fine. Sure. Tiro, Tiro will stop, yeah. But I don't think that you get magical holdover in this case. I'm not sure that applies. Yeah, that makes sense that's okay. I just need to, her to stop. So I'm going to scream to the horde. Put him down. As you do that, like, I guess you're leaving the bike or you stay on the bike with her? Oh, I'm going to, I would imagine she's like right beside me and I'm right beside the bike. 
Like I'm off of it. That is, right that is a poor assumption because what will happen is when you hop off the bike, she will drive 10 feet out because she's not going to be caught in this horde of crazy people who stab each other. Okay. Then I'll stay on the bike. Okay. Sure. Um, this time they like some of them, some of them kind of bring forward this person, they throw him down and you recognize it as uh, as it's found. He's one of the other soldiers. He's a, a sort of taller, light skinned guy. He's kind of like bruised up and, and battered. Um, and you hear them shout, like you just hear them shouting. Not even when one person says this, uh, but they're like uh, shouting that he needs to be judged, right? They're like, he needs punishment. Hope, tell me what happened. Hope's sort of in the crowd. She's not like up in front or anything, but as you kind of call her out, they, they separate a little bit and um, Hope says, well, uh, he didn't participate in the stoning. And so um, there's blood on our hands and not on his. <laughs> Oh my uh, god. And they're petty. Okay. I'm going to pick up the nearest stone. I'm going to whack him on the head. And I'm going to say, I'm going to whisper I'm sorry to him. And then I'm going to scream to the group, he's been judged. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you do. You, you like gash his head open pretty bad. Um, and, you know, he starts bleeding. Um, he just sort of like looks up at you. Like before you hit him, he just kind of looks up at you, pleading a little bit. Uh, you you hit him with the rock, and uh, he's like kind of obviously is sort of out of it for a moment. And he just kind of lays there. He does. You kind of, you kind of catch a glimpse of him as you start to like move back towards Tira, ten feet away, uh, on her motorcycle. <laughs> well, I will. Um, I am gonna actually after I say he's been judged, I will help him back up to his feet before I get back on. Well, the he bike. can't really stand really well right now because <laughs> he just got crept right okay. in the middle of the rock. But you can tend to him. You can spend a couple minutes there with him and eventually help him to his feet. But he just sort of smile at you as you like help him to his feet, and the the crowd sort of like they cheer a little bit at his like punishment. Yeah, being a merciful god wasn't gonna work, y'all. Tira is dumbstruck, <laughs> and he's looking at you like something awful is climbing on the back of her bike. I mean, he's alive, which is better than the last one. <laughs> What have you brought? Yeah, the thing is, so Tira is part of like an actual group that cares for each other. So she's like, I mean, you just you busted his head open with a rock because they told you to. The okay, well, yeah, she just like speeds <laughs> off, like like rocks and dirt flying everywhere to get as far as she can from these fucking people. I mean, it worked. Don't judge me too much. It worked. Ah, girl. Oh no, we're totally judging. Yeah. But <laughs> Well, I mean, you punish people who deserve it, right? Did he deserve it? That's what Tira's thinking. <laughs>